0: Testy Roo. Testy
1: Roo. <laughs> That's our te- Testy, Testy Roo. Testy Roo? Testy Roo. Like
2: root testicles? <laughs> 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 yes. 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 Oh, Same dear. I, dear. I may well get that out. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect.
1: <laughs> we just spoke with Libby Babbitt. Libby Babbitt, she is uh, phenomenal energy. Just always, always on.
0: Always on. So she's running about. Six different businesses, all in the health space. She was a a trainer on The Biggest Loser
1: yep. as well. She formerly, so she said that she went. She was you know just working um, corporate. I think she was a journalist, working in magazines and stuff. And then she just had this health crisis where she went to give blood, and her like blood pressure. It's meant to be one twenty over seventy. She was like, I think she said she was pushing two ninety or something. So like two and a half times what's normal, and just like way off the charts. Yeah, and essentially thought. You I need to do something about my health. And she went out there and had this insatiable hunger to look not for food but for information. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, went and found what works for her and yeah, now trying to help others do the same thing.
0: Yeah, so she's made some huge changes. So being the new year at the moment, so we thought it'd be good to get Libby mm-hmm. on and talk all things health because a lot of people seem to have a lot of New Year's resolutions this time of year. Yeah, hopefully they're still going. Libby! Thanks for coming on the show, Libby.
2: Oh, you're so welcome. So um, happy to be here.
0: Um, I thought if you could just start by telling us a little bit about your story and your background and, you know, before you really got hard into the health and fitness space.
2: Yeah, well, there's been, uh, there have been a few things actually. I mean, I'm a, a qualified journalist, so I wasn't oh, in health nice. and fitness from the start. Um, I was a hard news journo for many years, newspapers, a little bit of TV, um, but I kind of left that when the, the young girl got sent on too many of those you know find out how everyone feels after such and such or such and such died like that would mm. tended to be oh my geez. that yeah. was me that ended up being me because you know we're young and friendly us girls and uh got a bit hard-hitting so I moved overseas to London for a little while came back to Sydney moved into magazines nice and fluffy uh yeah. and fun but um and learned some really great skills there but it was probably a, a bit slow paced for me you mm. know and um So all going along nicely though, kind of looking at my next career move in the media and uh, I had a a major health crisis basically. So um, I was starting to look at where I wanted to move next and and all of a sudden I I couldn't move anywhere because I started getting these really um, dramatic symptoms. So I had constant migraines where I'd never before been a person to have a headache and I had I was shaking all the time I was sweating really which is too much information now I do that for for a living but I was I was like it was all these things and if I talked in public I'd be just nervous and teeth chattering and that just wasn't me um and that went on for ages actually and I kind of went to a few doctors and really strangely none of them took my blood pressure which is so weird because when you go to the doctor that's like the first thing they always do mm, yeah. and Just no one time. did it exactly yeah. and one day I went to donate blood and um uh, the I guess the person taking my blood actually really freaked out and was like. First, they were like, "Oh, this machine's broken. Let's move to another room." Mm. And then we moved to another room, and they kind of had this like went white and kind of freaking out, and were like, "Look, just sit there. You know, we're <laughs> going to call an ambulance." Really? To which I was like, "What? What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Shaking, sweating, chattering. Yeah, didn't really hurt. <laughs> but um, what I actually discovered was I had had for about a year to that point uh, what they call malignant hypertension. So you know, normal blood pressure is where your blood pressure is about 120 over 70-ish, uh, some a little bit lower than that. And mine at the time was 270 to 290. Whoa. Um, yeah, <laughs> over like 150 to 170. Wow. So it, it was almost, they thought, even for a person with malignant hypertension, that was almost impossible, mm. and they were really freaked out, But so mm. was I. So um, this went on and on, and we couldn't kind of figure out where it was coming from or what had happened, yeah. but um, I was basically kind of on stroke watch at the age of 23. Whoa. So it was yeah weird and bizarre and um kind of working my way out of that was how I developed a real curiosity for fitness and health and um the things that I could be doing better I think to uh Mm. to work my way off what I was told would be a life sentence so uh of medication yeah Yeah, nice I guess how
1: did you um where did you look to for the advice you know things to do differently (laughs) and how did you I guess learn
2: yeah you know it's funny that this whole or that whole experience for me developed what I think is is my own philosophy towards health mm-hmm. and fitness, which can all be boiled down to one word which is curiosity oh, nice. you know it's, it's it's one of those things where I think people um uh, people need to develop a curiosity in mm-hmm. order to really get and stay healthy in the long term and that's what I really learned out of that situation you know I was told i I would be on medication for the rest of my life meaning I can't have kids all this kind of weird stuff and and I was just like there's got to be more and I've got to understand this better and, um, you know, I I don't want some of the risks like organ enlargement and all the rest of it. So I I really was curious and I did – I was obsessed. You know, I was just obsessed. Like you guys are with books, I was with health. I was like how can I improve? And just a little bit like how every time I sat down to a meal, I was looking at it going – how can this be just a little bit better, Mm -hmm. you know? And every time I went to work out, how can this, how can I make sure this isn't amping me up too much or, but it is enough. Mm -hmm. And it was just, uh, and then I'd Google it and I'd look into it and I'd research it and I'd read books and I just developed this insatiable curiosity for it. And slowly, slowly, slowly over the course of many years, I worked my way back into really amazing health. And I realized, you know what, this information that I found along the way, um, is it was just so much simpler than all the books and programs yep. and diets mm-hmm. and everything that I thought were out there that, that were supposed to work and it was actually such a simpler solution to that um, it was developing curiosity and going back to what is what is simple yeah. you know the foods that that you would forage for the foods that are traditional um, the thing you know listening to your body and and you know not going too crazy hard with exercise but not doing too little it, it's that balance in life which mm-hmm. some people find very well everyone finds so hard to to maintain it's almost managing imbalance yeah definitely yeah. yeah
0: so there's so many different philosophies out there with health so you're like vegan paleo yes. no sugar no this no that so do you do you have one specific or do you borrow a bit from everyone and find that's what's best for you
2: you know i am um, i've done a lot of research into genetics uh, and uh, and all the genetic testing you can do around health, and um, we did a lot of it with a lot of our clientele back in the day. I'm not at Buff Girls, but at Goja, which is my athletic performance business. Mm. And what we discovered is that every single person is so genetically unique oh, wow. that actually one <laughs> size nice. just doesn't yeah. fit all. And mm. you know, it, it's like people. When you look at the science behind it, a different people should be eating between five percent or. of their daily uh, intake from carbs you know and it really depended on the person and their genes and and what that was going on in their body at that particular time and that changed as they got older did different things so your body changes so often like we forget sometimes we're a living organism and in fact to have that curiosity of going cool I've been doing paleo for a while now but it's it's not really working and I want anymore and I wonder why and what else could I try next and and creating that variability for yourself and and taking with you the 5 or 10% that really worked from yes. the last thing you try and adding to it. That's where the magic is, you know. It's it's And so for me, I've done that. You know, I've taken 5% and I've tried everything because I wanted to and I needed to. And I've, you know, added 5% here, 5% here, 5% here until I've created something that I, I understand works for me.
1: Mm-hmm. How do you go then, obviously, then trying to uh, teach other people? Because then you can't then yes. just say this is what I do, do this, because totally. how do you sort of foster... Everyone's looking for that quick fix. How do you then foster them to have their own curiosity? A
2: hundred percent. And I, I think, you know, when you're working with people one-on-one, this is why personal training is so magic. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a client to whom I've provided training that, that's magical, but what I have done is start to learn about them and what they're doing and change their dietary habits and change their exercise approach mm-hmm. uh, based on what they're doing individually. So that's why one-on-one so magic. But going beyond that, because I'm at the stage now where I have five businesses, we write books, you know I can't do one-on-ones very often anymore. So you're exactly right. It's about teaching people to develop that curiosity you Mm. know and it's different for different communities and and what motivates them so you know with the buff girls which my book totally buffers is written for um and buff kind of stands for us for you know it stands for beautiful unstoppable and fearless which is not to say oh, be beautiful and fearless it's it's more to say you know these are three things that as i was coming back and working my way back to health they were three things that i found were really um core to my happiness it was these beautiful connections with really supportive. Of communities because mm-hmm. it was easy to feel lonely coming back from that yeah, totally. that hardship it was like um, an unstoppably you know, an unstoppable body so some a body that was healthy and fit and that didn't have restriction mm-hmm. and then it was a fearless mindset that allowed me to go this is hard but I can I can move forward and nice. improve. So what we try and do um, for our communities is we try and create a really positive association with health and fitness. Um, we do that at Buff Girls through creating those you know beautiful connections, you know, a really fun workouts so that that make them feel like they they want to get fit. Yeah. They don't need yeah. to, but they want to because it's mm. it's fun and they slowly develop that unstoppable body and and continually working on mindset. So and. And through those experiences, it's feeding curiosity. But what I do love to do is remind people um, how simple it is. So instead of going, you know what, um, here's all these things you could try and it's completely overwhelming and some might work and some not, might not and who knows, it's like every single meal that you sit down to or every snack that you're about to eat, just pause mm-hmm. and have a look at it and think realistically, what is this doing for my body? You know, is it helpful? Mm. is it not helpful is there something are there some things that just could be improved for example if i've got a sandwich with salad and ham and cheese on it could it be more helpful if i ditch one piece of bread and put a bit of avocado in so i've got a bit of healthy fats you know it's just looking at those small improvements and being curious so we actually do just teach curiosity as a skill and to do that you don't have to do much more but continually remind people to look at what they're doing and check in with how they're feeling
0: yep and I see it's some of your workouts I've seen on Instagram. You've got, you know, in a, in a big warehouse and you're pumping music. And, you know, you fun <laughs> going. Can you tell us a little bit about what you guys, what kind of exercise you guys do and, yeah. and how you bring this awesome energy into it?
2: Totally. So we uh, have a little bit of a different approach with Buff Girls. So um, there's two diff- different businesses for me in health and fitness. Obviously, I've got a Goja, which is my athletic performance, uh, you know, train like an athlete hub. And that's mm. for people who already love and need and desire sport and high-tech fitness. Mm. Um, Buff Girls was made for the people that, As I was when I was coming back from those health issues, I felt, for the first time in my life, I felt intimidated by sport because I knew that, you know, I'd always been into sport, I loved it, but now my confidence was shaken. You know, I couldn't... um necessarily go and do crazy long runs and hardcore sprinting and Mm. and crazy team sports because it would be too much for me and then there was there was yoga but then there was nothing in the middle that was just kind of fun um so with buff girls we decided to do that now all the girls we actually have brought into that business as trainers also have a performance background so we deliver what we call an entertainment experience so yeah yeah, you you said you said exactly (laughs) it it's like it's fitness merged with entertainment so how we do that in our big live party workouts is we partner with people like the hit network who we've just partnered with for this latest australia tour and they we, we work with them to develop killer playlists and our music is matched to that and it's this experience that just lifts you because you're moving it feels good it's to music one of the basic human loves yeah. um there's a group of girls there there's lighting and you just are caught up in the experience and our goal is people leave and they go you know what i want some more of that yeah. and they hunt mm-hmm. for it and there's that curiosity
0: nice. um
2: they're suddenly curious for where else they could find that and that's all we want to do is light that spark yeah, awesome. um But how we do that in boot camps, because we also do have boot camps where we haven't got music and stage and all that kind of stuff. And so what we do down there is we theme things. So, you know, we'll have a week that is, you know, it might be, uh, let's think, it might be Hollywood week. And so we're actually training like, you know, for example, like Scarlett Johansson trained to to be in the Avengers or... Mm -hmm. I don't know if she's even in this latest one, but you know it, we look at movie stars and how they train for roles, and so instead of saying, "Girls, you're coming to a cardio workout," it's like, "Hey, you are doing yeah. To yeah. work workout tomorrow. Like, yeah. you do not want to miss that, baby." <laughs> yeah. So okay. it's yeah, it's just looking at ways to make people curious, yeah, I think, I and it. and and excited, and have a fun experience with, um, with fitness because I think, you know, I don't really think I'm a PT. I'm I'm someone that really just enjoys shifting people's life mm, cultures, exactly. helping them create that. Epic life themselves. Yeah, if you
0: look around um, the community now, if I was walking through like a shopping centre or something, The sheer size and unhealthiness, if that's Mm. a word, I guess, um, (laughs) for people is absolutely unbelievable. So, yeah, the community side is so important because if you just look around, you know, and you follow the herd, then what the rest of the herd are doing is not not necessarily the right thing.
2: And this is the thing, like, I really do honestly believe that 95% of the fitness industry, as awesome as they are, they're set up for people who are already interested in Mm. fitness, you know. And and so something Mm. that I've always tried to do with all my businesses is go, how can we intrigue that five percent you know even with the goja which is my more athletic concept you know it's made for people for whom they wouldn't do crossfit or heavy weightlifting or that kind of stuff because what they are is team sport athletes or individual athletes or olympic mm-hmm. athletes who are looking for something that won't ruin their body off season or won't over bulk it or all that kind of stuff so it's team sport based mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that stuff but for those athletes it's like they need to maintain as much muscle as they need to build as much muscle as they need but no yeah. more yeah. um and they need stuff that will really looks after their body so it's made for that athletic performance as opposed to just bulking or just racing, mm. um, and so it's looking for those five percent communities where they're not being that no one's creating something for those. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. You yeah.
2: know, yeah. I um, guess on the
1: bigger um, against the sort of the society. level, what are some of the issues you're seeing? You mentioned uh, maybe dumping one of the pieces of bread. What What do you think is some of the biggest um, and easiest fixes? I guess.
2: Yeah. Um. Number one, have you guys seen a documentary called The Motivation Factor?
0: No. no, I haven't. Oh, my goodness.
2: Please watch it because um, there's there's nothing almost that I can say to you that, that will stoke as much like motivation as that movie. It, it's oh, wow. ba- about a, a fitness program back in the 1960s that good old JFK actually implemented in America. Yeah. Um, well, he kind of encouraged when he saw that America was just becoming massively overweight and he mm. was like, you know, we need to do something. And, and one of the schools, La Sierra, created this program and... Um, And what they did was they replaced the first hour of all their kids at their school's day with fitness, not sport, Uh but fitness. So they had a calisthenics program the whole school used and they improved it and built it. So you see this footage of hundreds of kids doing this calisthenics in time and they built them an obstacle course where they would go and do this obstacle course and they had to practice and practice to race through it quicker and when they got to certain levels of speed uh, and performance and strength, they could go up a level in a colour scheme that was in the school. So they could go from Mm -hmm. white to blue to yellow and they got little shorts that matched their colour level. And these kids were intrinsically motivated to Mm -hmm. do that. It was gamified. You know, it was fun. And so they actually now, like, how many years later, these kids, some of them are in their you know, 70s and 80s and whatever, and they are still doing their calisthenics routine their whole life. They talk about they've been, every time they lose motivation in their life, they think back to that and how much it improved their well-being and they go back to exercise. And so for move, a movement factor, it's like, how can we make fitness now not this thing that is actually an other? You know, it's this other thing that, you know, is on top of what we do and we have to make time for it. It's like, actually, how do we make it part of our life culture? And I think when it comes to movement, that's the key thing that's missing. Because, you know, if I look, I often work with top-level entrepreneurs, C-level, you know, women who are like, I just can't find the time for it. I've got all this stuff going on, all this responsibility. And it's like, cool. So, do you think you could be more productive? At what point in your day do you actually start to lose focus? You know, wh- where is that point in your in your life where, you know, do you get home exhausted and sit on the couch with a glass of wine? And we look for those, um, you know, how do we think all of those things can be improved? And often a lot of the time, the the... Like the solution is mo- more movement not necessarily exercise but movement like I'm not connecting with my family because I'm exhausted at the end of the day mm. cool instead of the one on the couch grab your family go for a slow walk around the block a few times like it's it, and it connects you like nothing else it can be such a lifesaver um, and looking at movement as not something that um, not something that's like work versus play but like play fuels your work so that's it's not awesome. like it, almost like Play is not the opposite to work. Play actually drives the work. It creates energy. Like you can't do anything if you've got no energy. And exercise, movement, play, creativity, all those things are what actually create the energy for what you do and love. And if you get to the peak of your career and all the goals you ever had and you're not healthy and you're not happy, then what was the point? Yeah,
0: 100%. unbelievable. You know? And for you, did, did fitness come first before you became, say, unstoppable and fearless and all these, this confidence and you started taking on businesses? Yes. Was that after you got fit and you got your, all your health together?
2: So, yeah, I guess it was um, kind of hand in hand. Yeah, I started by um, going out as I was getting better and trying different things. And I yes. found a few um, places that I could go that I thought, you know, this is a nice community. It's still... It's still not encouraging us to bond, but there are nice people here, and um, and oh no, there were places that were you know yes, it's given me a good workout, but I'm still not getting that connection. Um, but I did. I worked on my fitness. I started to build back up to a to a certain level, and I was still on medication when I started my first business, Buff Girls. Yep. Um, But I was certainly feeling a lot better and I had started to reduce the amount that I was taking, um, which is not possible for everyone in that situation. But for me, it turned out to be possible, which I'm really lucky and grateful for. But I I was starting to become healthy again and I got to the point where I thought, you know what, yeah, I actually... um, now I'm ready to take, I'm feeling like I'm ready to contribute to the world again. Mm. You know, sometimes in life you have these periods of time where you actually just have to, you just have to look after yourself and you don't have much more to give. And that was Mm. kind of one of those times for me. And I started getting to the point where I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not completely better, but I feel strong and I feel ready to give back again. Mm. And so Buff Girls started actually as something that was just for my friends. I kind of sent an email out and I said, everyone, please just reply with a, yes me if you are too scared to exercise at any of the places that are available currently but you would love to Mm -hmm. and i got so many emails back from girls that were like me yes me yes me yes me (laughs) and i said cool just for you guys i'm going to put on a two weeks of free boot camp we're going to make it really fun like meet me down at bondi all the girls that are there and i did another one closer to the city for the girls that weren't um and for two weeks i just put on this like free boot camp every day um for girls and they had this i themed it you know i did stupid things like i was like girls it's the cocktail workout tomorrow and i'd lay the weights out in the shape of a cocktail glass, we'd make our way around the cocktail till we earned it. And it was just fun and silly and but it at the end of it they were like, we we don't want to stop. And I was like, Well I can't do this for free forever. Like, okay, let's let's maybe I'll go and get my P T certificate. And um and then I created the you know, the Buff Girls, what is now the Buff Girls and um it was really exciting to me because i thought you know what as most businesses start with it's like you're filling a need for yourself Mm -hmm. that it turns out other people have as well and so that's how it begun and then i got the business bug and it's funny because i never thought i'd be ever own my own business before this and now there's five (laughs) oops (laughs)
1: Oops. Uh, i'm going to get back to the health stuff in a sec but i like that you're saying that the business side of things as well where uh Almost, I guess, probably uh, unconsciously, like the lean startup, you, you didn't go out and think, oh, I'm going to rent a gym, uh, I'm going to get my certificate, totally. I'm going to buy $100,000 worth of treadmills and stuff. And, yes. And so the first thing was just free workouts on the beach. 100%. Um, and is that, would that sort of be the way you'd recommend people starting businesses?
2: Yes, you know, um, my go uh, Buff Girls in itself now has many business units within it. But at the time that the time that I started my second business, a Goja, it was really just a boot camp on Bondi. Mm -hmm. A Goja is a gym. It's an expensive setup. It's got expensive equipment. It's a premium experience, um, and it takes a lot of skill to run it. Mm -hmm. And um, it was funny how I actually got to take over that property. It was a one of those magical moments in my life. but I can 100% say with absolute clarity that if I hadn't done a business that, or hadn't started a business two years previous, that I'd had to build from nothing and learn mm-hmm. all the baby skills on the way up to make them bigger skills and create a community and know what it takes yes. to do that, yeah. I would, it would have been an absolute, uh, probably a failure, that gym space, and a big one. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely am a big believer in lean startup, you know. Mm. It's either, for me, all the businesses I've created since have either been the lead startup method, really, or mm. it's been a case of look at what's been done and partner with people that are doing it to do it in a different market. And, and I think that's, um, that's been, yeah, definitely an important part.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's terrific advice. Uh, in a lot of our podcasts, we, we talk about, say, a big big you know, big Larry on the couch on Friday night, <laughs> 12 beers down and yes. about a three of months ago he went yeah. to the gym for about four weeks and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. and he's just having a ciggy right now. Um, hey, Larry. So, <laughs> Get so up. Like <laughs> so when it comes to building habits, do you have any advice for building habits? Because yeah. that's probably one of the biggest hurdles for a lot of people.
2: Yeah. I talk a lot about, um, about incremental builds and I talk a lot about um, – I talk a lot about um, what I call workout snacks, movement snacks. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the time when we feel like, oh, we need, we need a beer, we need a snack, we need this, we're looking for it to fill a void. Like we're like, mm. I'm bored or I'm restless or I don't know what to do or I'm like, I'm stressed. Um, and I often say, just check in and go, do you really need that? Or, or would you actually get what you needed more from doing a workout snack? Maybe not even a workout snack, but a movement snack. So um, those can be as simple as getting up and going for a lap around the block, which takes Mm -hmm. five minutes it's going to take just as long as it does to eat your chocolate bar no more but it does all the things you're looking for out of that chocolate bar for in a much more effective way and I do Mm -hmm. the same with um you know uh, take my my parents for example like you know it's I've been working with them now for many years to slowly slowly increase and build on their movement and on the improvement of their eating and I'm so proud of where they're at today but it's taken a long time it's replacing one habit and then the other and that's why when I wrote my book I really focused on one uh, habit per week for people to impl- to, to, to add to their, uh, their I guess armory of, of, t- of tasks not tasks, what's the word I'm looking for armory of Tools. skills oh, Skills. one of those yeah. um, so it's one focus habit a week because if you say to someone you know change everything it's like they're going to yeah. fail somewhere along the way um, and so what I'd say to Larry is Larry, yeah. let's have a talk now I don't like rules Mm-hmm. So I'm never going to tell you to stop drinking your beard, stop having your cigarette, to eat 1,200 calories a day or to work out every day. Yep. I'm never going to tell you that. But what I really love are really positive life cultures that are based on principles that you personally Larry want to uphold Mm. so talk to me about what you want to achieve in your life and if Larry's like you know what I just want to be the best dad possible and I really want to bring in enough income for my family to have epic holidays once a year and that's 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 it I'm a simple guy you know that's all I want and I want to be able to watch my favorite tv shows cool three awesome goals so two out of three anyway. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, let's, so let's talk about your family. Like, you want to be the best dad possible. What does that mean to you? Like, what does that really mean to you? Mm. Uh, and you know, he's like, well, you know, I, I want my kids to have fun with me. I want to spend lots of time with them. I, you know, And, and what kind of time do you want to spend with them? Is it time in front of the TV? Mm. Or no, it's time doing what they want to do. What do they want to do? He plays baseball. He loves soccer. He loves whatever. Cool. Do you ever do that with him? No. Do you think he'd love it if he mm. did? And so I really like to encourage people to look at what what they want to achieve in life and then set some principles. Okay, Larry. So, so yeah, me, Larry, I want to be the kind of dad that, you know, plays with his kid every afternoon when he comes home from work and that's what my kid remembers about me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So what can you do every day? You know, we're going to put in place playing with the kid and keep that front of mind, but what can you put in place to make sure that playtime is fun and active and you enjoy it as well as him? Well, I probably need to get a bit fitter. Cool. What could you do every day? You go for a walk in the morning, walk at lunchtime. And it's little, it's looking at creating a movement culture for themselves that supports the what goals and what they want to create for themselves and and you know that's lined up with their principles not just what they have to do so Mm. it's aligning things with principles and things that really mean something to people personally as opposed to telling them what to do because everyone really knows what to do nobody does it well not nobody but a lot of all those people that that are unfit they're not doing it why Mm. because it doesn't mean enough to them
1: that's so true yeah one way is to think Oh, I need to go for a walk because my PT told me to uh, (laughs) versus (laughs) versus the intrinsic motivation of... You know, being there for your kids. 100%. You
2: know. And, you know, I think going for a walk with your kids is one of the things that bonds people so much. It's it's one of the things actually that my mum used to do with us all the time Was is, um, and I've I've put this in place for so many parents and they come back and just thank me from the bottom of their heart. I say, you know what, start doing night walks with your kids yes. or, you know, walk them to school, whatever it is. Even if it's half an hour, do it. But night walks are one of these things, like either before or after dinner, where I love after dinner because you eat and you walk mm. and walking after you eat, particularly at night time, is one of the best ways to lean down and get healthy anyway because that's the time when your metabolism is probably the most sluggish or the most likely to store things and you can Mm -hmm. pip it right up again and your body can actually use that energy and put it in your muscles instead of in your fat cells so that's a really great way to do that but also um, there's something about walking you know when you walk next to someone it's less confronting than sitting opposite them and having a conversation Mm -hmm. because there's not really direct eye contact Mm -hmm. so you can talk in a way that you normally wouldn't talk when you're just sitting across going hey why did you get in trouble at school today but actually if you're going for a walk and you're talking and you're like hey what happened at school today and movement creates this ease and not looking at someone in the eye and you're like have a bit of a chat about it and it's this incredible bonding experience and um so I always say like night walks or walking in general is Mm. just some of the best ways like I love it to connect with my husband because we get home we're fired up and we're on the computer and we can be on the computer till nine or we can stop and go nah let's go for a walk at eight and it's just a way to to make everything I don't know. Better.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love it because we first saw you at a um, like a Tony Robbins seminar, and you did, oh, you did a tour. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay, t- cool. You, t- you talked about the uh, the night walks. Yeah, and I think we did a few uh, movement snacks throughout that session. Yes, as well. totally. <laughs> so. Yes, I got you guys up and down off the seats. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Stop. Just
2: warmed you up for Tony. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are some other? So you mentioned just a lap around the block. What are some other workout snacks people can do?
2: Yeah, totally. So look, one of my favorite things to do and. I actually need to get some of these online because I Google it all the time and it's the best, but I haven't actually put one up there myself. Um, But if you Google five minute mobility routine or five or 10 minute mobility, um, you can see lots of really great movement coaches have put up there. Just these little five minute mobility routines which aren't stretching because i think people find stretching really intimidating Mm -hmm. but it's just things that actually get your body moving after you've been sitting down for a long time or there's some really good ones i love if you google five minute morning mobility there's a a couple of guys there that actually do they'll come up first all the time but they do these beautiful five minute mobility routines you can do in the morning that just open your body up open your hips up make you feel amazing at the start or the end of a day from either lying down all night or sitting down all day Mm -hmm. so little things like that um i really love picking two exercises or two stretches and doing ten of the first one, ten of the second one, like ten reps I mean. Yep, yep. And then nine, nine, eight, eight, seven, seven, mm-hmm. six, six, five, five, four, four. So I'll use that one often for people if they want a little mini lunchtime workout. I say go out, walk to a park, choose two exercises, squat and push up, do ten nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. It doesn't get yep. you too sweaty. You can walk back go back to work. Um, Little things like that because everything counts and my all-time favorite is actually just walking. Like I really think it's such an underrated thing Mm. these days. Like we used to walk everywhere, we don't anymore. Mm. I personally notice the difference massively in my body shape, um, performance, uh, sticking like the ability for my hips and my shoulders to move, my neck to be more free when I walk more because it's just that basic locomotion that actually, uh, you know, really supports your fascial or your connective tissue health Um, Mm. and at the same time, does exactly what you need to do, which is a lot of low-intensity exercise because high-intensity is all the rage these days, and I love high-intensity. You yep. guys know that. Um, but people will always get better results when they do a little bit of high-intensity and a little bit of strength mixed in with a lot of low-intensity.
0: Uh, fantastic. So is there any any books that you've read in your life that's been influential for you and that you recommend oh. for our listeners?
2: Okay, look, this is, this is, this is not... Uh, yeah okay i'm gonna gonna say i actually love four life lessons reading fantasy and sci-fi books now the reason being you read them and there are already always always intrinsic life lessons in them you know there's heroes that go on the hero's journey. You know, they start something they're not sure. They break through. They fall down. They go again. And it's really interesting because I've read so many business books. Like, I'm, a, mm. I'm an absolute audible junkie. Like, I love listening to mm. business books. I love podcasts, all that kind of stuff. Um, but in actual fact, when I sit down to read, fantasy and sci-fi novels do two things. They're completely not of this world. So they take your mind away from thinking business and away mm. from thinking, you know, of what you need to do and put you in a bit of a meditative state. But number two, they always take you on a – on a hero's journey that is fraught with lessons and quotes. I always ha- I have so many quotes written down um, yeah. that I love. Now, there's one in particular that I that is not quite a um, fantasy, but it is a fiction, and it really um, was incredible. It's called The Slow Regard of Silent Things. Oh,
1: sounds yeah. good. It's, That's a cool title. Yeah. Yes, <laughs>
2: and it's a really short novella. So it's actually yeah. off the back of another book called, uh, I think it was called The Name of the Wind or something, but the short novella is called The Slow Regard of Silent Things, and it's about this one girl child basically who lives um beneath a city in a sewer system and it's just a reflection on her mind and the world around her but it actually i give it to anyone who's feeling lost anyone who's feeling not confident anyone who's feeling like they're not normal or they're anxious and it really um every sentence is a quote that you just go Yes! (laughs) Yes, <laughs> everyone needs to know this quote. It's <laughs> a ama- and it's just a, it's a beautiful reflection on one's own mind. So yeah, the slow absolutely. regard of silent you know, things sounds real
1: zen, almost a bit Buddhist or something. Almost
2: it's a little bit of a Buddhist. Yeah. Um, it, it's like it's funny because it's from a main series. There's a main series of fantasy books that's done really really well, and it's like a little novella off the side of it. But it's every single line is like a little Buddhist reflection, hundred yeah, no. percent. And I love I love Buddhism just, and all that stuff. It's great. We
1: just, we're fully fully committed to nonfiction, but everyone. A lot of people we speak to say sci-fi actually a lot. Yeah, and mm. maybe you have to maybe you have to branch out. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah,
2: bit bit of start with start with the slow regard of some yep. things. It's short. Yeah, it's like short.
0: That. Yeah. And will do. And what other habits? You mentioned like meditate meditation, I think, before. Do you do you meditate regularly at all, or any any Look, other things like that?
2: I must admit that I'm not good at meditating by myself <laughs> yet. Um, but what I do do is yeah. a lot of meditative practice. So um, I don't necessarily just sit down and have a mantra that I repeat. I've never been great at that. I'm hoping to get better. Um, but I do do, for example, I float a lot. Um, oh, nice I, nice lo- I love it. I love floating. <laughs> yeah. It's something that I oh, isn't it amazing? Yeah, it's, phenomenal. it's like I really thought that I'd just be bored in a bath. But in actual fact, it's probably the only thing that allows me to, I I talk about it like this, like my mind is one of those minds that, as I'm sure everyone feels the same, that has a thousand tabs open at once. Mm. And no matter how much I plan or structure things, it's like everything's open and it's overwhelming. And going into that float chamber just allows me to slowly like close down the tabs and just reboot the computer. And I just come out of those things feeling like I've got clarity on everything I need to do in my life. And I love that. Um, reading for me is another meditative practice. Reading fiction, particularly. That's, I, I listen to ravenously uh, you know, non-fiction books all day long, but in, when it comes to those, those fiction, the fantasy, the sci-fi, mm. I read every single night. I can't remember nice. a day that I haven't. No day. Yep. And if I don't, then I go to bed with a fuddled mind and I'm up all night thinking about things that I need to do. Yeah. So that 10, 15 minutes even of just reading and focusing on a world that's not my own is something that I think does that for me. Yep. And the last one is walking and nature. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a big nature baby, right? So I surf um, badly, but I love it. (laughs) Um, And and I go for hikes, and I and I even just walks. Like I and I love, like I said, night walks and all that kind of stuff. And I will actually force myself to not look at the phone, but actually just Mm. appreciate trees feel, like, I'm I'm one of those weird people that's like, feel the energy from that amazing <laughs> tree. <truth>. You, <know, laughs> you know? These beautiful stars, soak it in, soak it in. I'm like, this is so weird if anyone was in my mind right now. But then they'll read the slow-regard of things yeah, become exactly. normal. No, <laughs> <So it's, perfect. laughs> I think
1: that's I think it's a big one, the phones. I'm, everyone's just always addicted, always that like constant stimulation. Yeah. There's always something there to scroll through. Totally. Um, and it's just, yeah, I think it's important to switch off and suck in some tree energy every now and then. It know? really <laughs> yeah.
2: is, you know, It's and it's... I'm not anti-phone at all. I think they're a really important, like it's it's a really important part of our generation now, mm. and the, the way we communicate, and the way we um, mm. connect, and the way we buy and sell, and and promote, and 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 get inspiration, all the mm. good stuff as well, and learn. It's a big way of how we a uh, way to learn. So, but it is important to also remember that um, everyone putting stuff into that space are people that have an agenda, and Definitely. it can be overwhelming. And yeah. so, it's really important to also log off from that and go back to reality because. You know, when you put your phone down and you go for a walk and you are looking up at the trees or you go into the ocean and you paddle out and you catch a few waves mm. or you go for a hike where there's no one around and you realise, you know what, this is real life. And the realisation I always have is, is if all the stuff went away, yeah. I'd still be happy, might even be happier, mm. I don't know. Mm. You know, it, it's, um, it's important to remind yourself of that mm-hmm. instead of being in your own, um, you know, media cloud.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. So uh, what's, what's next in 2018 for, for you guys and your businesses?
2: So, I mean, it's funny. 2017 has been a huge year, in particular for the Buff Girls. You know, we've mm-hmm. released a book. We've released a, you know our protein powder, a number of food products. We've done this Australia-wide tour, entertainment tour, which has been incredibly fun. And we have really strong plans in 2018 to to do all that again, of course, mm-hmm. uh, but also to, to open some really beautiful studios for women. Sure. Um, so that's in the plan for that. And we've just relaunched our online program, which I'm mm-hmm. really proud out of and are looking at a whole bunch of digital product products um sprouting out from that and off that that i think are really gonna um, be exciting for women out there that are part of our community and also that uh want to be part of it but don't know yet yeah. so that's <laughs> yeah. really exciting um you know of the other businesses obviously a goja we'd love to expand this natural life our food product range we're expanding which is great um and for myself you know in order to like talking about creating these healthy happy life cultures for people in business um we are obviously doing nurture her which is a really incredible immersive bizcation for women Mm -hmm. in late 2018 it'll be in october and um i'm really excited for that because it's a it's an area that, like I said, they, they need us the most. They need to refresh. They need to recharge. They need the well-being. They need the wonder because they're often stuck in process. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but for me, I often need to change my environment, to shift my thinking, to change my mm. businesses. Um, and so we're really excited to create this beautiful five-day immersion in Fiji where we are actually going to take these high-level thinkers and take them through a process of focusing on their well-being starting to to give them some you know creative wonder tasks that actually you know blow their brain and put put the, you know have them thinking differently but also um you know help them to do their strategic annual planning in a, in a beautiful environment that actually allows them to relax and recharge and then plan, and I'm really excited Mm. for that, because it's probably the first event I've done for that market, but it's women that I see, you know, I used to train one-on-one all the time, and they were always the ones that got the most benefit out of what it was we could give, so, yeah. Love it.
1: Um, We were sort of wrapping up, but another question I really want to ask, what do you think of New Year's resolutions? I think there's definitely uh, a lot of people that then, I don't know, by January 3rd or 4th have dropped off already, Yes, but I don't know, maybe it can be a good sort of line in the sand this is the time I don't know what do you reckon yeah
2: you know what uh, I have a few things on that like I, I definitely think that the small the small goals the small you know the small t- the things that you want to I, I guess focus on are, are where the magic is it's mm. you know sometimes losing 40 kilos is a big goal but you know having that as an intention down the track and setting a small goal each week and not really just focusing just yeah. on the big thing is is probably better I like fresh starts though I think we mm. all do like inherently we're like I'd love to say oh you know New Year's re- resolutions are bullcrap but yeah. really um that's why Mondays are so, you know, in the gym. Yeah. I've been running these gyms now for so, so many years and always Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are our biggest days. <laughs> like why are they our biggest days? Because naturally people like fresh start yeah. and there's something human about that. There's something human about going, it's a fresh start. So I do love that. Mm. But what I would say, you know, I often say, and I think I talked about this at the Tony Robbins seminar, is that I don't really love going, here's my goal because there's an end point to that goal. It's, mm. it's what's my intention? You know, what's my intention for 2018? You know, for me... I want to create, at the end of it, I've got this amazing event for women that, where I really want to inspire them to create healthy, happy life cultures, you know, achieve their business goals and overachieve them because they are healthier and happier. Um, you know, with Buff Girls I have, I want to create this experience that's not just nationwide but international where women feel beautiful, beautifully connected, unstoppably fit, fearless in their mind. And to do all those things, you know, to, to hit all those beautiful intentions I have to, to give back, I actually need Mm. to set some principles for myself because I don't want to get there and I'm unfit and I'm unhappy and I'm rushed and I'm exhausted because then how am I going to give of my energy to them you know Mm. it's not the right energy to to create so therefore I need to be healthy and fit in order to give that to them so Mm. um I think people should think about like we talked about what are their what are their intentions for their life or their year and what are the principles that they need to set for themselves in order to kind of reach those. That's, that's really important. Mm. And I always say to people, rather than saying, what's my goal, say, you know, what's my why? And mm. I think I said this as well, why for me always stands for how is the world helped by you? Mm-hmm. You know, how is the world helped by you in 2018? And it doesn't have to mean the whole world. It can mean your world. It can mean your family's world. It can be your work, your business's world. But how is the world helped by you? And, and that is often a really easy question to set those big intentions that can otherwise seem scary and far away. And what the hell do I say mm-hmm. that I want to do?
1: I like it. I like it. That maybe those, yeah, the defined goals are a good starting point. But as you say, it's more of the, the change holistically. Of, yes. as you say, that intention on an ongoing thing.
2: Yeah, um, set some principles and and then you don't need the rules, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. So uh, where can where can people find you if they wanna want to learn more?
2: Yeah, oh my goodness, so many places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess um, you know, with the Buff Girls you can find us at BuffGirls.com, at BuffGirls on Instagram or Facebook. Um and all the other businesses that I that I do have, you can probably find it at my own site which is Libby Um because mm-hmm. that has links to all of the others to Chief Bar and This Natural Life and Goja and bars, Um that's it. Uh, a lamb a lamb. I love <laughs> been you guys being munched on, on them as one. we go. Um, and then, of course, if, if anyone uh, does want... If Nurture Her, which is going to be a, an invite-only event, if people are wanting to come to that, nurtureher.com is the place to, to find information on that. But, um, but yeah, you can find most things at, at Libby Bebet.
1: Yeah, unreal. Legendary. Is there anything else you want to leave us with?
2: Oh, what to leave <laughs> with? I don't know. I think, um, yeah, no, I would just honestly encourage everyone to... Um, Take the pressure off, you know. Take take the focus off. What do I need to do? And put mm. the focus on who do I want to be, yeah. and how yeah. do I want to contribute? Well,
1: Damn, you know that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> boom! Now I'm gonna go do my planning myself. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks, guys. I that was awesome. Thanks so much.
0: Hey guys, Adam and Adam here. Just reminding you of our competition we have going on.
1: So you can win every single book that we read and review this season. So some absolute juggernauts. Three potential ways that you can win.
0: Yep. So the first thing you can do is leave us a review on iTunes.
1: The second is to fill out our survey at whatyouwillearn.com slash survey.
0: And number three, just buy a, buy a book and send us an email of just showing that you bought a book.
1: Yep. So we, uh, we, we love books hope you do too you can win all these books for either yourself or to to give away to people and change a few lives Uh, basically you can enter once or you can enter three times
0: yep get stuck in